Welcome to Draft Bastards, a podcast that features four brothers consuming and reviewing craft and microbrews in the New England area, all while discussing the topic of the day. This episode, we'll be taking a look at a couple of craft beers from Ground Effect Brewing Company out of Hudson, Massachusetts, while we consider today's subject, zombies. So lock your doors and sharpen your machetes. It's time for the show. Buenos dias, bonjour, guten tag, welcome to another episode of Draft Bastards. My name is Jay O'Neill and I'll be your moderator. With me again are my bro hosts, I got Mikey. Yo! I got Baru. Up. I got Kev. What up? Now Mikey and Kev are here with me in the studio and Baru is joining us remotely. Baru, I wish you could see what I've done here. I MacGyvered the shit out of this. To make this work, we're well, face- you are a creative individual. <laughs> we are FaceTiming. You are hooked up to a JBL Bluetooth speaker, which is being mic'd and then put into the interface. And there must be a thousand better ways to do what we're doing, but this is what I came up with uh, last minute. So I feel like he's in the room with us. It doesn't sound bad. I think we're going to be all right. We have got a, a very cool episode. We are going to be talking about zombies, specifically three main types of zombies. We're going to be talking about walkers, runners, and Romero zombies. That would be George Romero, the director, and his brand of zombie. We're going to be talking about the zombie apocalypse with these three zombies and how we would react in those situations. Uh, But first, let's talk about the brew. Mikey, what are we drinking? First of all, Jay and I went to Ground Effect yesterday. My God. These people are amazing. Lindsay, thank you very much for hooking us up and helping us out and telling us what's what. We basically tried everything that they had available in uh, flight form. It was absolutely delicious. Uh, There was a couple of surprises I did not expect. We're not big sour fans, but they had two in particular, which we're not trying tonight. But there was the strawberry margarita, which was shockingly good. And the... What was that the mule? The ginger mule. Ginger mule. I had mentioned when we tried it, I'm like, wow, this tastes like a like a brute ale, like a champagne ale. And she immediately corrected us. She's like, it's not. Yeah. It's a sour. Yeah. But man, shockingly good. Honorable mention. For sure. Absolutely. This is, this is killing me. If I wasn't on quarantine, I would have loved to have been there. You would have <laughs> loved it. <laughs> it sounds amazing. So about the brewery. Super easy to get to. Uh, lots of room outside, plenty of room inside. Inside decor is high ceilings. Uh, tactfully decorated, and I'm noticing now, so we're about to crack open the uh, Soup Du Jour, which is the New England-style IPA, 6%. A lot of their cans are very, very colorful, but I didn't notice this until just now that there are airplanes on it. Oh, yeah. And did you notice the propeller that they had behind the bar? Yes. So I wish we had thought to ask about that because I'm wondering if someone was a pilot or just has an affinity for aviation. Missed opportunity. We're going to get better at this. Yes, I promise we we're going to get better at this. We'll totally get better. They also had a, uh, they have food trucks there. The one that was there when we went was uh, Sabor Latino. So fucking good. It was delicious. We, we had lobster man. tacos. Mm. We had lobster tacos, Brewer. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. I was on. thinking about you every bite. Yeah. You know who would like this? Baru. <laughs> <laughs> then we had a quesadilla Son and I thought about Kev. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is an a plus brewery um and we we kind of cheated a little bit these aren't these beers aren't going to surprise us unless they taste vastly different in a can than they did on tap but we kind of know what to expect so get ready to crack them and uh let us know what you think 
We, we remembered glasses this time. <laughs> I was going to bring you a glass, thank you. I know you are. Soup du jour. Looks juicy, looks hazy. Very hazy. 6% horsepower. Yep. That has some uh, delicious bitterness to it. There is, uh, there is no light coming through that. Love it. Yeah. Right? Great fruity. Citrusy. And I wonder, obviously it's a New England style, a New England IPA, so it's going to have a lot of citrusy flavor, but I'm wondering, I didn't even think to ask what kind of hops they're using in this. All good. Yeah. Delicious hops. So this is really, really good. I, I'm, I'm not complaining at all, but I do wish mine was a little bit colder. And that's my fault. That's on you. Yeah, that's totally me. But I mean, it's, I'm loving it, but I'm like, man, this would be like so good at like just about, like if it was just about to freeze that cold. That's, I feel like that's what we're drinking right now. Yeah. And it's delicious. Jay's, Jay's little fridge down there is nice. <laughs> that thing was free like, what, 12 years ago? Yes, it was. <laughs> free fridges. Jeez, I drank half the thing already. Easy. <laughs> Slow down, buddy. Easy, Skeeter. Well, we're going to um, start this segment off. Just, I, I just want to review the three types of zombies we're going to be talking about today. Walkers. These are your typical reanimated corpses. Not much to them. Very slow. They eat anything that's alive, that has blood in it. Mindless, Corpses. wandering. Exactly. They're the ones that like brains. We're going to get to those. <laughs> <laughs> then you get the runners. Now, these ones are a little bit more of a problem. Uh, these are a problem. <laughs> so they, they sprint, they hunt, they scream. They are vicious, vicious, vicious. In some of the movies, they are crawling on ceilings. I mean, they're just scary right? Then the third type is the Romero zombie. And this would be uh, George Romero, the, the director of uh, Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead. And I think yep. there was another one after yep. that. It, yep. So this guy came up with the idea that zombies walk around moaning brains. Oh, so yeah. his zombies can talk. His zombies can use tools. If you recall, uh, there were some murders by zombies that involved... Uh, That's right. Uh, uh, farming equipment and, and, yeah, and little mini shovels that. and they can open doors or they pick up, they, yeah. they react to light and fire, yep. um, sound. So a different kind of problem with Ramiro zombies, with zombies that can kind of think. I, I think the Ramiro zombies are uh, the more magical type of zombies. Well, runners that are crawling on ceilings yeah, also a little bit magical. <laughs> But I feel, yeah, I feel was, like when we see, like, uh, the runners in movies, they, especially recent movies, they try and back it up with a little science, you know? You know what? I'm, I'm getting confused. The runner that was on the ceiling that I was thinking of was from uh, Dawn of the Dead, and it was down in that, the parking garage. Yeah, where it was just half of them. And it was, was just half, of, and he was crawling along the, oh, the, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the beams of the... The, the ceiling there he wasn't actually crawling on the yeah so i take it back but still that's a that's a runner so how i want to start is how do we think we would fare personally in the in our zombie apocalypse with each type of zombie well obviously the walkers the shamblers the walkers are sure. that's the basic best case scenario base case scenario for me as well yep mm-hmm is anybody leaving their house for walkers? I am actually very comfortable in my home with walkers. Baru? 
They tend to pile up at your front door too. I don't know. You they gotta take out the trash in. once in a while. You gotta have a little fire. Yeah. But I think if, as they're building up, you know, you can you know fortify your your house pretty easily, and then you're just poking holes in heads. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, not much of a threat, uh, but they did manage to make him pretty scary. A lot of different movies, and of course, the show. Oh yeah, who who doesn't watch The Walking Dead? You all have seen it's like it. the first like hundred seasons, and then I kind of <laughs> yeah kind of stopped. I stopped at Negan and the baseball bat. That's really? where I stopped. Yeah. Okay. That's where they lost. I me. wanted to watch Negan. I I think I stopped watching sometime after they uh, they had the group uh, in like some settlement where they were uh, cannibals and they processed them like cattle. That was uh, terrifying. Yeah, that shook me up for a few weeks, and then I like watched a few more episodes, and I'm like, you know what, the show's boring. So I was probably just <laughs> having nightmares every night. <laughs> First couple seasons of that, though, were hey, you know, legit. I just, just kind of had a thought that I kind of want to share with you. What do you got? So you got these three levels of zombies, right? Yeah. What if you had walkers, then the Romeros, and then the runners? What sure. if it was like uh, evolution of the zombie, right? Like they just woke up and they're all messed up, but they got to eat something. And as long as they eat, then they get, you know, parts of their faster. brain back and they can start using tools and things. <laughs> so and then, then they, they keep eating and then they become a supercharged zombie and they start running up the walls and shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, just saying. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, speaking of supercharged zombies, you have the nuclear zombie style too. That's, oh, what was that movie with uh, Quentin Tarantino? Help me out. Planet Terror. Huh? So these, these were nuclear style uh, zombies. I think it was a... Um, chemical warfare or something that ended up making these people undead and they okay. exploded and it was it was awesome uh, another zombie that we seem to have left off this list is a harry Hausen zombie which one's that that is the raised skeletons dig it mm. like the old school stop motion remember i don't know yeah. they all look like they're made out of clay when they get to that point for some reason sure <laughs> how do you kill a skeleton zombie i think he just hit it with a rock and it falls apart uh, well yeah. depends on which universe you're in i we, guess we go back to diablo rules maces Mesa's. Plus 50% damage to undead. Yep. <laughs> Get your bats. Good point. Good point. Um, it's funny you bring up uh, radioactive zombies, though, because one threat in the event of the world being overrun, you get the ones that are going to wander into a broken down nuclear plant. Mm-hmm. Radiation is probably not going to kill them, but they're going to yeah. carry it with them wherever they shuffle off to. Yep. Good point. Man. Lots of terror to be found. Yeah, someone better lock the door behind him. That's all I'm saying. Right. You know. And I am legend. Those were not technically zombies. They were they were alive, um, and they were just sick with this disease. The few movies where they're like these crossover type monsters, where they're like undead, kind of. They behave wasn't it like, like that. Uh, wasn't that one Thirty Days of Night? Those were like zombie vampires or something, weren't they? I think those, those were zam- just vampire. vampires. Just vampires. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, were they? Yeah. Yeah. They were gruesome, no, well, though. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, they weren't your sexy vampire. They showed that big meat grinder in the beginning. I'm like, yep, yeah, somebody's getting thrown in there. <laughs> Hour later, in he goes. <laughs> so, guys, the first zombie movie I, I ever saw was the George Romero, Night of the Living Dead. And I remember yeah. it vividly because I was grounded. Me too. We were not allowed to watch TV when we were grounded, but my dad had just got a VCR. Um, a beta. A beta VCR. And the only two things he had was three episodes of Three Stooges, and I, I can probably rattle off which episodes, too. <laughs> and um, Night of the Living Dead. And I was probably in second grade when this happened. And he's like, okay, well, you guys can watch TV, but you have to watch this. And he made us watch that. And, and he I'm, was going to quiz us on it. Yep. 
he was going to quiz wow. us on the uh, on the show. And I remember the, the the first thing he asked us: How did they all become zombies? It was a satellite. Well, I did not know the answer mm. because I was freaking terrified. Because They're coming to get you, Bobda. Disemboweled. <laughs> I remember the disemboweling scene with, with a trowel. Mm-hmm. So yes, we were. I don't. I don't remember the first time I saw that movie, but it definitely was not in second grade. But you know, I, I did see a lot of these like old school horror films, like Nightmare on Elm Street, and like Friday the Thirteenth, and like at, at a, when I was like way too young. And I, I used to have like recurring nightmares about these. Those ones never scared me. The Freddy Kruegers and the Jason Voorhees and the Michael Myers. Like, I don't know if I was. I mean, the the Freddy Krueger. I feel like was geared towards the younger kids. Uh, but the Michael Myers, that was a nice psychological thriller. In hindsight, that, that's pretty decent movie. It is. The original, yeah, ha- you know, I, the original I Halloween. They, they are, but I was like six or seven. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> they didn't number one. <laughs> <laughs> Who was watching? Were you at our house? <laughs> they could have been. No, that was up in Chester. I was always watching stuff I wasn't supposed to at that age. Baywatch. Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Walkers being the easiest. Mm-hmm. Um, runners. What's the first move? It's runners, we need an island. Coming. They're runners. We need an island. We need to take over an island and keep it. Or just go somewhere where it's harsh and cold. Oh, we're in New England. We're, we're in New England, yeah. Uh, harsher, colder. Oh. Yeah, but we got to find food, too. So so what? The, the runners don't like the cold? Um, they'll, they won't move as quickly in the cold and the less appealing of an environment we're in, the less likely we'll have to deal with bandits and raiders and all the other fun stuff that comes with a zombie apocalypse. We're as bad as they are now. (laughs) It seems like uh, a whole group of runners coming at you. I mean, what do you do? Climb a tree. I don't know. Hope they get bored. You know, the, the runners, I feel like, I mean, I'd rather deal with the sentient. Yeah. Runners are... I think worst case scenario. Yeah, because they don't get tired. I get tired real fast. I I don't run. I don't run so good. (laughs) I I don't. I don't enjoy running. But if we're talking certain kinds of Romero zombies, you got the ones from Return of the Living Dead, where they're actually really hard to kill. Yeah, they're not quite sprinters, but they can. They can put a little jaunt in their step. I definitely feel like I'd want to maybe not someplace with a harsh environment because that would affect your survivability. But I would definitely want someplace really remote. If your greatest enemy is the environment, I feel like we can pull that off. Okay. Kev brings up something interesting. One of the rules, the unspoken or spoken rule of zombies is that taking out the head, the brain, kills the zombie. What happens when that's not the case? And I believe in that movie that you just referenced, the Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. That did not work. No. They kept going no matter what. All right. Then they split the. Oh, yeah. What was the dog? The yeah. zombie dog? The one that was like on display that came yeah. back to life. Yeah, it came like, back to life. Skeletons are coming back to life. The yeah. only way to And that dog act- definitely was filled with formaldehyde. Yeah. So the only way to kill them is to burn them. But by burning them, you release the, the chemical stuff that turned them into zombies into the air, yep. creating acid rain that turns everything it touches into a zombie. These things are fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that, is, that is not good. And if you ask them questions, they'll give you horrifying answers. <laughs> they eat brains to make the pain of being dead go away. So let me ask you this. Do you consider the brain-eating zombies, are they cannibals? It's a one species eating the... I was going to say it's the same species eating the same species. Is it? 
but the same they, though is are it, they different when they become a zombie yeah <laughs> well are we going by the rules that zombies are only going to attack humans i know in walking dead they'll attack animals anything that moves really yep yeah those were your regular walkers yep. yeah i think that's a that's a trade right the slow zombies will attack anything the runners they only want you Brains. Brains. Gonna eat your brains. <laughs> one of one of the problems I had with uh, Walking Dead was, you know, you're watching the group move and they have problems, and you know they usually get out of it and stuff. And uh, but the thing is, they, you know, they were fighting the walkers, supposedly the easiest ones to kill. And it's like I never felt like they got really good at taking them out. These walkers, they're always getting the drop on them, always, and like they're always struggling and stuff. It's like, yo, you're you can move like. 500 times faster than this thing. Kill it. Not only that, Brew, we make it look really easy to pierce a skull. That is not an easy thing to do. That skull is designed to protect no. the most important organ in your body. Yeah. Well, you I know. think, what's her name uh, with the sword? Misha? Michonne. Michonne, yeah, it was close. Yeah. I think she had, the, I always said, I thought she had the right idea. You know? And a katana. A nice, you know, a katana or some type of blade that's too heavy heft, you know, to just, just take the head right off. If you know someone who's really good with a sword, invite them to your group. I would definitely take an eight-foot-long spear. A spear is good, but the thing is, if you if you miss that that one and they're getting close, then you got a backup. You got the backup hip blade. Not every weapon is for every situation. You have your long-range thing. You have your short-range thing. I'm talking Baru from the comfort of my own home, hanging out the window and just kind of picking them off one by one. From a safe distance, when they pile up, I move to another window. They all move over there. Mm -hmm. You know, Listen, I have like, J or Kev you're, gather you're them up. You're a formidable man. If you say you want a spear, I want. I want to see what you can do with spears. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I want to see that shit. We need spears. I, I would watch that show. The spears and katanas don't run out of bullets. Mm -hmm. True that. Man, do you guys remember that movie? I don't. This isn't really a zombie movie, but it was a Stephen King adaptation. Uh, what was it like? The the mist, I think. The mist, yeah. Yeah. So at the end, you remember oh, the ending? Oh yeah! What a shitty uh -huh. ending. Well, it was a good ending for the movie, but a shitty ending for the people. Yeah. Carol from The Walking Dead was the lady that ran out of the restaurant or the diner, whatever the whatever it was, That's right, into yeah. the mist to try and find help or salvation or whatever she was looking for. And then she was the one in the truck after the guy after like the mist clears, he had just aced his family, and then the mist clears, and she's sitting in the back of her truck driving by him. Oh, yeah. Heart wrenching. I need to get a katana. Well, we should all have katanas. I had one a long time ago. Mm. Now I don't. You used to have a legit one. I did. Oh, man, we had some fun with that. Remember that time? I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Can we talk about We're not allowed to talk about that. So, Jay, you used to have a, a serious, serious katana, and we were drunk fishing one night, and we got really good at catching <laughs> eels, and somebody pulled up an eel. I said, hold on. Uh, I came up, and I came running into the dark, and... Uh, Gave some three foot eel uh, in early end, just for the sake of <laughs> give him a little haircut. Yeah. yeah. So the funny part was the next day in this, you know, in, in the water, you can see uh, two halves of the eel just kind of, you know, like they were growing out of the sand, like the head. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Anyway, so yeah, the stupid stuff you when you're a kid, you know. I mean, yep. But man, that was fun. <laughs> not like the last part of this. Uh, Ground effect soup du jour here. Yeah, I'm uh, on my last last inch here. What's uh, next on the menu? Next, we're doing the Quantum Hop, and that's their uh, West Coast IPA. So that's remember that's uh, the Hop Bomb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. And this is the one that used um, Centennial and Cascade hops. 
So they're both pretty similar. Uh, Centennial attributes a lot of citrusy bitterness, and the Cascade is what contributes a lot of the flowers and sure. um, a different kind of citrus. Also, 6%. Yeah, manageable. Yeah. Yeah, that 6 is good. This um, this soup du jour, it's, it's really good. It's really juicy. It's a little bit heavy, which isn't bad because it's like some, some beers are so good. It's like, okay, I'm just going to get these and have like, you know, two or three or whatever. And then there's others where you're like, I want 10 of these. But this soup du jour, I don't think my body can process these fast enough. I can't really of think of any juicy, easy, hoppy beers that I can drink 10 of, though. I mean, <laughs> you just, this is a filling beer. No, like this is, it's really tasty, but it's a little bit heavy. Like this would be really good to have, like I said, one or two, or like if you were having a steak or a burger or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. You just wanted something juicy to go with it. Yeah. Or a lobster taco. <laughs> I will say, I mean, you could crush 10 of these. You would just regret it. Well, there's one way to find out. <laughs> All right. We ready for the next one? Who's getting up? I got to run out and grab the other one. Sure. Five minutes later. You want to talk shit about him? Let's talk shit about him. <laughs> Are you back, Burger? I'm back. Welcome back. We got our quantum hop, which Mikey just explained. We're going to crack these. Cracking and pouring. Yep. So as this is pouring into my glass, I want to bring up another type of zombie real quick. I don't want to go too crazy. You guys know what a voodoo zombie is. Mm. So that's when a witch or a sorcerer raises the dead. My favorite is the White Walkers. They did a great job. I would have to go ahead and uh, jump jump on that uh, with you, Jay. I'm going to make a quick little confession. Like Zombies are great and everything. I hate the, the zombie trend. Hate it. Never got it. <laughs> Never got it. Dude, Walking Dead is awesome. Okay. I'm not saying anything bad about that show or because I stopped watching it or whatever. Love it. I think it's fantastic. I just can't believe how crazy people get over over zombies. You know, they're zombies. Fun fun to talk about, but I don't need friggin', you know, two dozen t shirts with zombies on it. I mean, one dozen. You guys are killing me. Night King. Worst death ever. Oh. <sighs> You know, if we ever have a Game of Thrones episode, we're going to need more than an hour because I got some shit to say. We just opened this beer. We can talk about how terrible that, that was. I mean, he was terrifying until... Until season eight. <laughs> I was waiting for him to crack a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he throws a spear through the dragon. Stick around. <laughs> I was just right. thinking all the tour today. I was like, take any quote from uh, Something Batman super Robin. cheesy, yeah. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> All right, I gotta take a sip of this. This is more more towards like my comfort zone, I guess. This one, this quantum hop. Man, that's good. Uh, I mean, it's excellent. I mean, what can you say about a good IPA? It's like a security blanket. Getting a kind of a red ale vibe to it. It's definitely less viscous than what we just drank, mm-hmm. or any of the hazy juices. So. The Night King can raise any dead body around him. Of any animal. Yep. He's a lich. More of a, more of a necromancer, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, a lich. Yeah, I a like lich. that. Yeah. Or a necromancer, sure. The other thing with that dragon, not to get too off topic, when he um, touched that dragon and the dragon opened his eyes, he didn't have the regular hazed over blue eyes. He had the white walker yeah. eyes. So I have a feeling that was another sentient a being. special. He wasn't... Um, just a mindless, what do they call them in the show? Whites. Whites. Right. A mindless white just walking around and doing his bidding with thoughts. Where well, he probably was, but to a different extent. 
uh, we would also be more fucked in that zombie apocalypse, by the way. Way more fucked. <laughs> we had a, uh, a Night King at the helm of a zombie army. Well, I mean, at least, but now you have a target. Zombies of the hive mind, sure. though. Ooh. Hives on, oh, man. Hive mind. Awful. Yeah, I mean, not only is he like, he, he's like, he's like brains. He's like, he's like the Sun Tzu of, of zombies. Yep. Like, he, he'll, he'll strike you before you even know what's happening. He was always ready. You see how that fucker can throw a spear, dude? What are you going to yeah. do? Dude, he's a champ. That's why I want the spear, Brew. I was inspired. <laughs> now it all makes sense. <laughs> the most badass scene was when uh, they were at Hard Home. Hard Home. Mm-hmm. And he just raises those hands, and then everyone stands up, and it's like dead quiet. No, music no soundtrack. Are you just kidding like, me? That, Are you kidding that was uh, harrowing. Oh. Really good. I always love it when at least I, I when at least I feel like there's a certain element of realism like that. That felt raw. That scene. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I was, feel, I was feeling the terror. Like I did not want to be there. Kevin and I watched that. We watched that one together live, and I had already read the book, so I was you know I've read these books cover to cover at least three times and gone back and cherry picked chapters. But I like to read. I like, I like to read books. It's like the internet made out of trees. Um, I didn't really understand what was going on until that first zombie came at the then. And I'm, I can remember saying to Kev, like, is this, is this happening? It's, oh, they're going to do it? Because this happened, like, off screen in the book. Sure. They just heard about something bad happened at Harbor Home. We don't know what happened. So when they started doing it, I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. And then it was like this ridiculous Miguel Sapochnik level, you know, battle. <laughs> it, it was that they... They got fucking destroyed. They lost. They big lost time. big. Yeah. But we we're going to fucking die here. <laughs> Jon Snow came out uh, kind of a champion, though. Sure did. He had a uh, long claw for that, right? He sure did. So, and, and that's uh, it's the only reason he is alive. Well, yeah, he killed the White Walker with it. Dude, it was building up to be like something. Kind of so long claw or Benjamin. He always had to get bailed up by something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know what? That other one doesn't count. That was later. That was no more source material. Oh, the when he showed up with his when Benjamin showed up and threw him on us. There's no time. Wait, what, what the there's, fuck? No time there's plenty of time. Not, Just jump on. I'm not complaining about Benjamin showing up. Of course, it was cheesy, but it's it's pretty low on the list compared to a lot of the other stuff. A flaming morning star that that gets you a lot of points. I'm saying, man. I mean, Prince was yeah. epic. That was incredible. So, I mean, that that, that guy's awesome. He can, he can show up whenever he wants. Until we don't need him anymore, then he can fuck off and die. <laughs> fuck off. I was just expecting so much more. I was really just hopeful. I mean, th- this guy, this Night King was... Especially that moment, like, at Hardhome when he had that epic stare down with John. He was looking at John the whole time, wondering, we'll see what it I can fucking do. It was supposed to be between those two. It's always been between those two. Uh, Again, when we have more time, I have a great theory. Right. But zombie-wise, <laughs> uh, the final battle at Winterfell... Okay. And to speak to the uh, the Night King's power, he also raised bodies from the crypt. Mm. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. is ridiculous. So we had skeletons busting through stone. Yeah. That should tell you how strong these things were. Yeah. Sure. Unless they get a hold of a main character, in which case they were very slow and weak. Well, there's plot. <sighs> then they just want to give you a big old hug. Yeah. Tickle, tickle. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a secondary character, oh, they'll knife you so quick. <laughs> so right what, in the throat what was the difference between when um the the skeletons that were trying to kill Bran? his story was so uh, captivating uh, 
So remember when, when they were trying to get to the cave? <laughs> zombies. They were trying to get to the cave. Stay with the zombies. And they had all those skeletons come up out of the ice. Yeah. You know, they ended up killing uh, uh, Summer. Jojen and... Jojen. Uh, uh, the dog died next wave when the Night King came in. Right, but the... what were those? those there were was no walkers or whites around. No, they, oh, no, they, they were sitting there waiting. Yeah. They've been waiting for them for... 200 years. They were waiting. They were sitting there waiting for him. Mm -hmm. Those skeletons were whites and they were involved with the Night King. Correct. All right. I did not know that. I thought they were. They could not go into the tree. They could not enter that room. What do you think his range is? How far, how far does his arm reach? I mean, he was flying around Winterfell and things were coming to life. Sure. But he was at Winterfell and he resurrected the entire battlefield at Hardhome. Sure. But. Does he have to? Does it have to be like within eyesight, like that as far sense. as the eye can see, kind of thing, or can he go a little bit further? Not quite that far. Never been addressed. And the Night King doesn't really exist in the book in that form. Really, it's interesting that that wasn't even hinted at in the books. Like I, I would think that, like you know, maybe maybe like they're so cold, they're like a walking body of dry ice, right, or something, and like white walkers in the books, and they are they're actually described as beautiful. So I. Kind of picture them looking like the dark elves from Warcraft or something. Sure, sure. Uh, that's what I imagine them looking like, and they do have these like ice blades that you know disappear and reappear. They're so thin and sharp. So, yeah. so throwing zombies, we'd be fucked. Oh, one hundred percent. Very, 100%. very fucked. We don't have magic. We don't have magic. We can't compete with magic. We can get obsidian. That's true. Mm -hmm. Obsidian is a thing. Why didn't they make? Uh, they did make arrowheads, didn't they? They sure did. Not How come enough. they didn't use them? Not enough. That would have been a tactically intelligent decision, and we don't we don't do that in season eight. I'm trying to remember. Didn't the Dothraki try to make obsidian weapons to deal with them? What was their plan before Melisandre showed up out of nowhere and lit their swords on fire? What was their plan before that? To send a bunch of Dothraki at them. Meat shield, man. Meat shield. To, uh, See the uh, the end of the Dothraki until they all respawn the next episode. <laughs> oh. I feel like we're gonna veer way off topic here because we got some we got some pent up thrones. We we have rage. opinions. Yeah, for real. I'm I'm ho I'm holding back. We we will definitely do a Game of Thrones episode. I promise. Obviously, okay. that is a thing. Zombies, voodoo zombies, voodoo zombies. I'm trying so to think of another example. They're of like they're out of Haiti um, and West Africa, right? Yep. They, they do the voodoo zombies. We get the Bernies. That was a voodoo zombie. He got raised by by a spell, didn't he? That was he Weekend was of Birdies, too. more of a marionette. Well, no, he was a dead guy, the first one. The second one, did it? they try and raise him or something? <laughs> that's right, Weekend of Birdies, too. Yeah. That's right, that's right. I, I think of them both as the same movie. I did not know that there was a Weekend of Birdies, too. I'll be honest. Skip yeah. it. Okay, I'll skip it. Well, he, he was a voodoo zombie in that one. Bernie Wilmax. That movie was on HBO, like, every single day. <laughs> yeah, Back in the early 90s. I would watch. I would watch the first one right now. Yeah, like you just turn on HBO. It's like, oh, the weekend of Bernie's channel. <laughs> <laughs> or it's Mannequin. Mannequin, that was a good one. She's not really a zombie; just kind of turns into a mannequin. Ooh, <laughs> was that a zombie movie? I, I don't know. Here's a question. I don't know. Is Mannequin a zombie? Mannequin. She zombie. doesn't eat brains, but she's a fantastic designer. Fantastic. That was Kim Cattrall, wasn't that it? Was Kim Cattrall. Was that before or after Big Trouble in Little China? I don't know. No zombies in Big Trouble. Oh, wait a minute. Nope. No nope. zombies in nope. Big Trouble. 
just that one gnarly looking monster that never got explained. Wait a minute, are you talking about the big monster that carried away Kim Cattrall? Or yeah. The, the... yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I know which oh, one you're talking one about. Explained, he, he will come out no more. Yeah, the little the little goblin guy. Yeah. What'll come out no more? <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> so is it us, or was the '80s just so awesome? Like '80s are pretty awesome. There was a lot of really good ideas in the '80s. They did the best they could <laughs> <laughs> with those ideas. Well, you talk about um, Romero zombies. Um, I know George Romero's original idea about zombies was call out to western culture people like kind of zombifying and uh, moving as a horde kind of thing yep Interesting. Yep. um what movie gets uh really explains it well uh the beginning of Shaun of the dead the Shaun intro the where people yep. are just like shuffling their way through the day at work yep and the intro seamlessly transitions into those people turning into actual zombies but it looks exactly like it did when they were just going to work i thought that was brilliant that is a great friggin' movie Excellent movie. I wish we had more original thinkers making yeah. movies. I feel like everything that I see lately on Amazon and Netflix, it's like it's all like the same type of thing, you know. No, they a say we snuff film or a survival film or a kidnap film or Yeah. Well we may have ran out of stories a long time ago, Baru. You know. There it, is a formula. And honestly, most of these things go back to Shakespeare. Yeah. 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 But hey, you tell a good story. Even if it follows the the formula, you got me. I'm interested. I'll mm -hmm. watch. I agree. I agree. If I see like another fantasy film where it's like the you know the unlikely hero arises and overcomes a trial and tribulations and becomes so comfortable, so shonies, right? So shonies. The hero's journey. It works. Then there's the the Chinese tragedy. Everybody Always. fucking dies. Yeah, Hero, one of my favorite uh, movies. Yeah, but they usually die for... Yes, they die for the country. They die for the country. The Chinese films, they will always die for the country, for the betterment of the people. <laughs> yeah, guys, the guys, greater guys, good. Guys. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Don't be talking about that. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. They started listening as soon as you said China. Without, without getting political about it. Too late. <laughs> the past year has uh, greatly changed my opinion on how well I think mankind could handle a zombie outbreak. <laughs> I used to think it the worst it would be would be a couple isolated outbreaks. Nope. Now, I think we'd be fucked. Zom zombies are a myth. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty good point. I, I think we'd have to resort to uh, plans, you know, C and D a lot quicker than, than we'd originally planned. I think we'd have to resort to on the run and making do in the wilderness a lot sooner than we would have thought to. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you think about it in terms of bullets, like if there was a zombie outbreak here, like, like let's say it happened in like uh, Montana or Idaho or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And like a third of the state turned into runners. So what? You have enough bullets. <laughs> It'd be two years before anyone notices. <laughs> well, yeah, that. I'm joking. And then once we did, I mean, I don't know, a couple Apaches, a couple militias. Uh, yeah. Day or two, uh, again, that's done. best case scenario. You want to be somewhere sparse. It's, it's when this shit happens in a city that the shit really hits a fan. Yeah, then it's a different scenario. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It happens up in North Dakota. So what happened? My nearest neighbor is 10 miles away. Property values go down and go down. <laughs> Honestly, in all seriousness, yeah. if there were ever 
any kind of zombie outbreak, unless it was viral, apparently, we've learned. I'm pretty sure that we could handle it. Like, even the runners and the sentients, the weapons, you know, the military, it's fine. It's going to be fine. It would it would require an initial yeah. catalyst to get things out of their control. Well, let's, I would feel like it would have to be intentional. Let's talk about that really quick. So, ways you become a zombie. Number one, you're bitten. Mm-hmm. You become a zombie. Number two, you're killed by a zombie by any way, and then you are reanimated. Number three, you catch a virus that turns you into a zombie. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Well, you get then you get the Walking Dead way where all you have to do is die. But that was a virus. So they, they hinted at that a couple times. I never, again, I didn't watch past Negan, but they they said before then, everybody has it. Everybody has this. Yep. And if you die... It just doesn't right. kick in until you die. You know, that, that, that particular uh, uh, method of becoming a zombie, that, that makes it believable that it would be tough to, uh, uh, what do you call it, deal with. That, I think that would be the toughest. If everybody had it, like in The Walking Dead, like, you know, and all you have to do is croak or whatever. Yep. Bringing back the Viking funeral pyres. I like it. Yep. That's how I want to go. Uh, the other method is, again, Ramiro's original. It was a crash satellite. Crash satellite, which who the heck knows what that means? Space dust, man. Space, Space dust. dust. But if it's viral and you just catch it, that's a tough scenario. Should have worn the mask. That's not good. If you get bit. Should have washed your damn hands. <laughs> so that would be Dawn of the Dead. People that got bit, they ended up getting the fever, and yep. da, 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 then they die, then they come back as a zombie. Yep. 28 days later, all you do got to do is get a drop of blood on you. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And like, it's like, it's quick. Those are, those are fight club zombies. You don't know where I've been, Lou. Oh. <laughs> I, gar- I carry the crowbar when we're on the move. Mm. And my name becomes Crowbar. Kev, your new name is Crowbar. You like the band, slow and heavy. <laughs> Come on, man. I couldn't resist that, that awesome. one, bro. <laughs> yeah, I guess I kind of softballed that in, didn't I? There's only like 10 people that are going to get that. Good. Oh. Uh, give them my number. I need some friends, man. I need more friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. Well, we are getting to the end of the show here. Apologies to anybody who absolutely loves zombies. Yeah, we massacred this one. Oh, oh. it's a zombie reference. So, all right. Uh, I encourage you all to go to Ground Effect Brewing in Hudson, Mass. Say hi to Lindsay and team. You can check out what's on tap on their website, groundeffectbrewing.com. You can visit us at draftbastards.com and on Facebook and Instagram at draftbastards, all one word. Drop us a like and say hey. And uh, one more thing, guys. Big thank you to Lindsay. Josh and Danielle for taking real good care of us. Appreciate you guys. At Ground Effect. For our next episode, Baru will be picking the beer, and we will be discussing House of the Dragon, the upcoming prequel to Game of Thrones on HBO. We'll have some stuff to say on Game of Thrones. Oh, I got a lot to say. Oh, I got some shit to say. (laughs) That's all from us. Thanks for listening, and please support your local brewery.